Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com 
Realm where you can upload your contact and mailing information and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. When you're, you're in this window, and I know more in depth of your story from reading your book of just those massive struggles, fucking working at Olive Garden, knocking doors, doing that lifestyle. Like, what were you learning if, if you like rewind and put your brain into like a decade ago, five years ago, seven years ago, like, what were you learning about yourself in those moments of struggle? Yeah. I mean, I think I just learned that I honestly felt like I just had more mental fortitude than most people. I, I, I think what I went through, like getting to that kind of financial success is that most people are not willing, I think, to go through that. I learned a lot about myself because, but I think also it's because I'm insecure. I mean, the whole reason I wouldn't, it's not because I didn't want to quit. It's because I wouldn't quit because I was so embarrassed if I had to go back and basically let people see that I, because to that mm -hmm. point, I hadn't failed at anything. I mean, even the NFL, yeah, that didn't work out, but I felt like it was a little outside my control based on my injuries. Like I just, I could not stay healthy. I, I've gone in college and I, didn't get, I did not get to get on the field for a single college down because I was literally always hurt, always. And so um, I guess, I, I don't know, I guess in, in that point, I don't know how you feel about your journey, but I, I felt when I started getting into this business, I was like, man, you know, if I struggled that much and I have this level of mental fortitude, which I think is in the top 1%, I can only imagine how other people feel. And it became apparent to me why a lot of people quit. It became apparent to me why a lot of people aren't successful, not because they're not special, but because they're not willing to push through the pain. Because it sucks, dude. I mean, it. I, I just remember I didn't date. 
I was embarrassed to hang out with girls because of my car. I couldn't afford stuff. I mean, all guard paid me a hundred bucks a day. I would go on a date with a girl and blow the cash on a date. And I was like, man, I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, I was working 16, 18 hours a day with no result. I mean, I, I would work half a day and then come home and work dead tired and it wouldn't work. And so when two years doesn't sound long, but when you're working every day of the week, 18 hours a day, and you rarely take breaks, it just feels like the end of the world. And it doesn't feel good. And your self-esteem blow. People ask you what you're doing. You, you know, oh, I, I have a business. They're like, well, you're working at Olive Garden. How's that going? You know, not going great. So I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but I guess I learned a lot about myself and my mental fortitude. And when I finally did hit success, that that did a lot for me because I realized I was like, you know what? Like, as long as I don't quit, even if I'm not the smartest person, even if I make mistakes, like I will get there. And, and I'm lucky I had a mentor who kind of like kept pushing me because I called him four to five times over that two years. I almost quit. And he just would talk me off the ledge. And it's crazy because I, I was on a podcast the other day and I said, dude, you know, the difference in opportunity cost is about $49.6 million because that's what I would have made in my engineering job is about 400 G's and I've done close to 50 and it's not all about money. That's part of why we're on this show. But I mean, that kind of stuff's crazy. And I think people do that all the time where they make these decisions that they have no idea the lasting impact and they'll never know. And that's scary to me because anyways, so. No, yeah, I, well, I love yeah. that. No, no, no. Well, take the space, please, because I like this is what this is about. You know, I, I think about so often the difference between success and failure in pretty much everything in life is just timeline. You know, yeah. a couple of years ago, Grant Cardone, who I know that, you know, he uh, he invested into Think Unbroken. So he's a business partner. Right. And he tells me something really important, dude. He goes, look, man, the only time you ever lose is if you quit. And, and I'll tell you this, building the business, like the podcast, obviously, this is about value. This is about helping people and changing their lives. But I don't know about you, dude. I've never listened to a podcast that ever changed my life, like entirely. I've always had to get the book or go to the coaching session, doing the seminar, do whatever the next thing was from these people that I look up to that mentor me. And, and I think that a big part of it is just the willingness that I've discovered that I'm just not going to quit. Like, I'm just not going to stop. And, and I think that a lot of that comes with the resiliency of maybe just the suffering that I endured as a kid. Like, like it's hard to grow up Mormon and poor and biracial, right? And so, you know, being in the, that boat made me just go for a long time. And I don't know if you related to this, but for a long time, dude, I just hated people. And I was like, I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to figure it out. Nobody's going to help me because I don't love or trust anyone. And then I realized like one of the most empirical truths of life is that you have to have mentorship. You have to have community. You have to have coaches and partners and friends and family and love because without those things, like nothing's going to be different. W was it because you grew up playing sports that you went and found a coach or a mentor or was that just like happenstance? Like how did that evolve for you? I just hit rock bottom. I mean, so... You know, I, I left college thinking that I could figure everything out and I had a very big ego because to that point I've done everything on my own, so to speak. I mean, I built my body. I got 
scholarship offers. I had straight A's, like I got the girl. So I just was like, I can do anything. And that, that's a good mindset to have. And I think to a degree I did, but then, you know, two years trying to start my business, having no success. I was like, dude, like I just got to a point where, especially knocking doors, I think that's really what pushed me over the edge is I mentally was so tired. That I was like, dude, I will do anything. And I literally would have done anything like anything. And so when I saw that ad and it was like how to build an online fitness business, it was just happenstance. I saw it. It was like, that's the industry I'd been in. And so I got on the coal and I just gave him every dollar I had because I just was like, there's no, there's no other choice. Like sometimes, you know, my sales team and probably your sales teams, you know, they're telling us about someone's like, yeah, they said it was two weeks. I mean, I just didn't even care. I just was like, I will be, I'd rather be homeless than continue to live the way I'm living because I hate it. And I just felt like a loser. And I think a lot of people are successful. Honestly, they have similar stories where it's some type of insecurity or fear-driven decision-making that just pushes them to like crazy heights and crazy levels where they can just endure massive amounts of pain for for short periods of time. And like, I mean, door-to-door sales sucks. Uh, I mean, it, it was six days a week, 12 hours a day, including the travel. And we had one day off and I did that for seven to eight months straight in the Alabama heat. I mean, it was hot, man. And it's like stuff that happened out there. Like people pull knives on me, guns. I, I just think it was all those things. So yeah, I, I don't know if I, I wish I had a better answer, but I just think it was that I just hit rock bottom. I was so sick of that crap that it was like, dude, I'll lick a floor if I know it worked. And I, I think most people, they're unwilling to do that. Like they say they will, but they, they won't. But I was that guy. And I remember my mentor, David, he used to rip into me. And he even said, Tanner, he's like, you know what your best quality is? I was like, what? He's like, I can rip into you and you just don't care. And I was like, maybe it's because of sports because coaches will just cuss you out. For sure. And I just didn't care. I had I had no ego when it came to that, finally that moment. Like I had an ego getting help. Like I was like, I don't need help. But when I finally had help, I was like, dude, I'm an idiot, obviously, because I'm not. It's what I thought would work, is it? So you tell me what to do. And I will be your best student. And it was like that's how it was for me in every program i was always the best student because i just like implemented like a like a psycho um so anyway yeah yeah i mean that's like 99 percent of it so i i relate to the knocking doors man i did cut co when i was like 18 oh. <laughs> because i and i was just like knocking doors all day dogs barking at you people freaking out old naked ladies answering the door oh. like yeah i got a story about that like i, I can't even scare them i got bad stories about that they're just the most gnarly stuff. And, and just being like, is this it? Is, is this what I'm supposed to do? And then, you know, progressing and, you know, and eventually landing a job with a fortune 10 company doing really well in sales where, you know, I, I kind of figured out how to navigate the corporate environment. And, and then what I decided to do without really understanding how poor of a decision it was at the time, I was like, I'm going to quit this job and I'm just going to open my own business. Right. And I think that was. A, it's the greatest mistake I've ever made. And B, I learned a lot in that because, you know, Tom Bilyeu, one of my mentors, a, a great human in my life, says something that I think everyone really needs to hold on to. And that is that the struggle is guaranteed and the success is not. And, and so much of this journey really is about the struggle and being able to go through it. And I don't even think just necessarily financially because, dude, I've struggled in relationships. I've struggled with my weight. I've struggled with you know, the way I feel about myself when I'm by myself. And the only way I've been able to get through any of that shit is just like, keep going, man. Just keep going to the next level. 
but it was in getting mentorship and getting coaching and investing in myself that really changed the game. And I think that you're spot on, dude. Most people would not have made the decision that you made, but like, I've always thought about it like this. I'm like, I'm already at rock bottom. What's another two grand, right? What's another five grand? It's not going to get any worse. And it's so, it drives me up a wall because I just wish there's something you could say sometimes where it's like, dude, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, right? Like you have nothing to lose. Like you can go back to your bad job that you're on the phone call that you're age, like. It just drives me nuts, but that's also, that's also just like, it pushes me to be better. Cause I'm like, you know what? I need to get better at sales. I need to get better at marketing. Cause like, if they are saying that I still can't convince them it's not good enough, but I agree. It just, and it's, it's, it sucks because like, they don't know, but we're on the other side. So we're like, dude, like I was there and you just like, you don't know, but like, if you go, like you'll get there and then you'll see how smart of a decision it was. But the reality is there always are going to be people who tell you do not follow your dream. Mm-hmm. Don't do that thing. How do you do it anyway, John? Because there are people right now and they're like, man, I got this dream, not even about entrepreneurship or money, but you know, I want to go do a dance class or I want to go do jujitsu or Muay Thai. And they're just like terrified to just follow the thing that is going to bring them joy. Like, yeah. How do you do it anyway, John? Yeah. Well, for me, from a business standpoint, I, I had it was a calculated risk because I was really able to learn the industry and look everything, look through everything inside and out, inside and out. And, you know, even though people were telling me I'm crazy, uh, I was able to do freaking math. Hey, guess what? I didn't need every single client. I didn't need every client to say yes. I needed about a third of them to say yes. I, I don't need to sell as much as I did over there to make this thing work. And, and uh, you know, and, and that and that and that it did. But but really what I, what I discovered, Michael, I think is where, really where more where your question is going, you know, it wasn't just the financial rewards. It was the, the building of, of my entrepreneurial spirit. So what, what it gave me was this freedom to understand, holy crap, man, you could do this. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit in me, but it wasn't even like on the radar to do this as an adult with an insurance company. Are you crazy? This was for like when I was in college with side hustles. Yeah. I had a concert company, a promotion company and like that. These were John Sarasani side hustles that, yeah, man, you can do that. But like to do it in the real world, competing against people that are smart. I mean, whoa. So, so, you know, um, you know, I discovered that when maybe I did it firstly for, for the, you know, financial upside, um, I, I discovered like, okay, you know what? This is me, man. Th- th- this is me. Um, you know, and I, and I think if anyone identifies something in their life, you know, where gosh, you know, like the examples you just gave a, a hobby or, or, you know, whatever, maybe it's going and finding somebody that you haven't talked to in 20 years and, and getting the courage to, you know, the courage to do that, whatever the case may be, you know, you know, instead of why, you know, why not, why not? Like, like what, what is the downside here? You know what I mean? If you go practice jujitsu or, or like, I see guys at my gym, Michael doing Muay Thai and I'm like, uh, I won't make it through freaking warmups on that. Okay. I'm not flexible enough, but you know what, man, if I wanted to go do freaking Muay Thai, what's the downside? You know what I mean? Like, go try it. Didn't work out. It didn't freaking work out. You know, I, I think we live in, um, you know, in a, in a society right now, at least that that's a lot more welcoming 
than it was maybe 25 years ago in terms of encouraging people to, to, to do things. Um, I have a 14 year old son and I had a conversation with him the other day. His, uh, yeah, I won't get specific, but there was a, a kid that's maybe like, you know, special needs in one of his classes. And um, they asked him to be in his group, pick, like handpicked my son and another kid to be in his group for, um, you know, to just include him in the study group because nobody probably would have included the kid or the teacher was worried about that. The kid didn't have any friends in the class. And I said, but, you know, that's a great compliment, Jake. And he didn't really understand why that was a compliment. And the kind of was asking, well, what do you mean that's a compliment? I go, the teacher picked you to, that she sees something in you that you would be, and he didn't understand it. And I said, and he's 14, he's not like a little kid. He really didn't understand it. And I said to him, um, you know, cause maybe there's, you know, kids that would have picked on them or made fun of them or whatever, or just not done that. And he goes, dad, it's 2022. Nobody makes fun of kids like that anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm glad he sees it that way. I don't know if he's a hundred percent accurate or not, but it was kind of like a, a proud moment. I, I, I went from, I went from thinking my son didn't get it to no, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was kind of cool, cool moment, but. Yeah, so that's a long way to answer your question there, buddy. No, that's that's an interesting thought, man. And I, I think you're right. And we do live in a world that is not only more accommodating, but also when you are in the, and, and I'll say this, because I think there's a caveat to it. When you are around the right people, they will want you to be successful. Yep. And when I think about my group of friends, my peers, my mentors, people like you where I meet, and it's like we're in this same room for a reason. Like, dude, I want you to succeed. I want you to have great things. You want that of me. When you're in the wrong scenarios and in the wrong friendships and the wrong communities, people are going to want to pull you down. They're going to want to be like, hey, man, you better not do that. Or, hey, I tried this. It didn't work or this or that. And, and I think that that's one of the really interesting dichotomies of the time that we live. Because on this one hand, yeah, you for sure have so much opportunity and so much potential in front of you. Yep. And on the other hand, it's like, if you are around the wrong people, you will never see it come to fruition because they're always going to be in your ear. Yeah. And I think the most important thing that you can do is to do it anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, what is the worst that could happen? I mean, if you play it through, what's the worst that could happen if you tried to play football? You'll get an injury. What's the worst that could happen if you start a business? You may go bankrupt. What's the worst that could happen if you do whatever? Then it's like, but then at some point on the timeline, the worst thing that could happen to you already happened. So you might as well try. Yep. When you think about the future, when you think about your life and, and what is important, what do you think are the, mo the most life-changing lessons that you've learned in your willingness to bet on yourself? Hmm. Interesting. Um, there's a couple things that come to mind, really. I had a, uh, I had a coach in college that ingrained, um, you know, and it's, it's a little bit cliche, but it resonated with me and I reflect on it from time to time. He said, don't point the finger, point the thumb. And, and his point with that, he was talking specifically to me too. We had a couple, couple of, let's say, episodes of adversity in college. And, he, and uh, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. And, and he said, no, John, you know, it's not like you keep defending yourself. Well, this keeps coming up. At some point, you got to look in the mirror 
start pointing the thumb instead of the point of the finger. You know, you hear this once, you hear it twice. Guess what? You got to start looking in the mirror at yourself. Um, so I think that was kind of a moment in my life where I looked at, hey, just kind of take a bull by the horns here, man. It, it's so easy for all of us, right? It's so easy for all of us to blame our circumstances on other people. It, it's it's so easy to be to be pissed at the world and 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 even on a micro level, like you know, you, you hear stories like yours, Michael, or 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 you hear stories not even nearly as great as yours, but like a story like mine where I'm overcoming. Okay, I thought I was going to play in the NFL. Now I don't. Oh, I got to get a job. Okay, that's like a challenging time in your life, but like to do something positive and not blame anyone like in the smaller facets, the big ones like that. Okay. Let's draw attention to that. But like, I don't know, man, I, I don't like being around people that are, are constantly just like blaming everyone for their freaking situation. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I don't freaking like, oh, I was at this party and uh, I freaking spilled wine all over this white couch. Well, they shouldn't have been serving red wine at their party with a white car. Yeah. Many people, you know what I mean? Like, real though, people would not rethink. Totally. You know what I mean? I'm at a freaking party the other freaking day. It was my friends. I'm not going to be specific, but it was a surprise party, and it's someone that it was in their clubhouse instead of at like a bar. And like, why would they do it here? This I don't know anybody. And what did shut up? God, shut up. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, I, I try my best to avoid stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes I'll find myself being in the middle of that too. And I, I, I'll, I'll try to have that self-awareness. Wait a minute, I'm participating in this. Pull yourself out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so. That's an interesting point. I, I think you're spot on, man, because it's, it's self-accountability. And I, I think that's a great lesson to learn, especially young while you're in college, but probably at any time, because there, there is truth. I mean, yeah, man, like life is hard sometimes. Like life will kick you while you are down and it will rain on your parade and it will feel insurmountable. But what's interesting is like, I'll rewind some scenarios. Mm -hmm. I'll look at what is happening. I'll, I'll just sit back and I'll pause with it. Right. And I'll just ask myself, what is actually happening right now? Is this as bad as I'm portraying it to be? Did I play a role in this? John, 99% of the time I did. And then, and then what can I do about it? Yeah. What can I do about it? And I think accountability is such an important lesson in life because it, it, pointing the finger is so simple. Right. You lose accountability. Oh, it's your fault that my life is terrible. It's their fault that nothing is working for me. It's, everyone else but me. Yeah. But I think that's a, when you get to that place of, wait a second, I play a role in this too. Mm. It's kind of like a baseball bat to the face. Right. Because if you're anything like how I was, when I recognized this at 26 years old, I was like, Oh, I play a role in my life as well. Yep. Yep. And I, I got to tell you, man, even to this day, cause I'll have peers, bro, that, <laughs> that I came up with in the insurance industry, bringing this back to business a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll peers that are doing the exact same job that I quit. Okay. But you know, they'll give you kind of that backhanded compliment here and there. You're kind of, kind of, kind of lucky how that unfolded. Congratulations, dude. You got so lucky with how that did. And just kind of throwing like a little 
jab like you didn't no dude <laughs> you know what i was pointing the freaking thumb instead of the finger and I was at work till 8 p.m. Oh, we weren't allowed to bring laptops home back then. And you know what I would do? I'd go into the office on Saturday morning and then go back at 4 p.m. on Saturday to check to see if anyone responded to the damn emails because we wouldn't have Blackberries yet. Okay, that's the shit I was doing. What were you doing? You know what I mean? So like that mindset where, you know, it, it has a positive connotation too. You know, yeah, get rid of the negativity, but also put it on yourself. Okay, what have you been successful with because you've taken the bull by the horns and done this on your own? And, um, you know, it, it, it comes to fruition for me. I don't say it out loud to the people, but I'll have people like, like I just said, you know, give me those kind of backhanded compliments. And it's like, okay, yeah, dude. <laughs> Remember when uh, you were leaving work at 4.30 on Fridays? Yeah, I, I wasn't. I keep that to myself, though. Yeah, there, there is some level to that. You used uh, a phrase stretching yourself a little bit ago. And, and there's truth in that. You know, when I, I think about what, what I see myself accomplish, what our coaching clients and, and our coaching programs accomplish, and it's so many of these people are just willing to go the next level, go the extra mile, do the thing that sucks. Because like a lot of them, it sucks, man. It sucks to wake up and meditate and journal and to do the som somatic things that you need to do to get inside of your body. It sucks to work on programs and events at 10 o'clock at night. But, you know, also at the same time, it's like, what is your goal? What is your perfect? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. When, when you look at your life and what is next, one of the things that I think about for myself is like, I know I can't get to where I want to go without mentorship and coaching. Okay. And so I'm curious for you, what role does that play in your life? And is it helping you go to where you believe that you want to go in the future? You know, that's a great question. And it's something I need to explore further, further than, um, you know, I, I have, I, I have not gone that direction at all. I've, I've actually gone this other direction where I've, I've asked people to be a mentor. People have asked me to be a mentor for, for them, usually from a business standpoint. Um, but, uh, I, I haven't leaned on other people. Now, what I have done is drawn on experiences that I've, that I've tried to learn from, um, and I've tried to take it, take into account the principles we talked about earlier, like, you know, not, not blaming other people for things happening. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick, for instance, all right. Oh, you know, that's my second cousin. Oh, I, we only see them at weddings and funerals and oh, whatever. Well, have, have you invited them to dinner? They haven't invited you to dinner either. When, when have you invited them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like take that kind of role. Hey, this is family. This is someone that's important to me. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I've started doing in 2022 is that on the first of each month, I have a list of, of, um, of um, things I want to make sure I can accomplish that month. And some are business related, some are personal related, um, some are health and wellness related. And um, a couple of them involve reaching out to people that I haven't spoken to in a while someone that had some kind of significant impact on my life. And it could be a colleague, a business associate. Um, and it, it, there's one category and another category is family. Um, I keep myself fresh, Michael, in, in those kinds of conversations where, okay, you know what? I do remember now why this guy was such a significant part of my life from 2007 to 2012. Okay. Having this two-hour conversation with him, even though we haven't talked to each other other than LinkedIn and Facebook posts for the last 12 years, you know what? That memory, I remember, yeah, God, that was good. Those experiences were great. 
okay, am I still that person? Have I drawn on any of that for, you know, this next phase of my life that I'm, that I'm in right now? Um, so I, I do feel like I have growth from, from things like that. Uh, but, but I have not, I have not, uh, prospered at this point from, um, from a coaching or mentorship standpoint. And so I'm curious, where did the self-awareness come from that you were able to make meaning of that? Because the only thing I thought in my head was like, you can do anything up to this level, but when you do this, this is like the breaking point. I had that same thought and like. I still have those thoughts and I still have to break through those even today. And as I hit different levels of success in business and setbacks in business, like dude, that, those, that still creeps in for me. It's like, oh, well, I come from here, so I shouldn't be good enough to do this. And those things still creep in. Um, but I, I think that I, I've actually never been asked this question. So I'm just going to kind of chew through it with you, man. Um, I think that for me, having all my siblings be a little older. I spent a lot of time like by myself, like playing with Legos, developing like just time alone. I spent a lot of time just alone and, you know, growing up a redhead and in, in the area that I was in, like all these problems, like, dude, I got made fun of a ton. And so I spent a lot of time alone, but what it did was it allowed me to like see people and see things and kind of observe versus be in the weeds. And dude, I grew up and I did all the, we'd steal radios out of cars. We did all the dumb too. Like, so I relate with you a lot there. Um, but I think it's really rooted in the fact of like, we grew up really poor and everything that I can remember doing from 12 years old until probably 30 was running away from not being poor. So I knew if I went down the mm. same path as my brothers, I would get the same my brothers got, which was living at my parents' house, living in apartments. Like if I went down that path, I would get that. And so if I chose something else, maybe just maybe there's that, you know, for me, it was 10K a month back then. If I could just maybe get to 10K a month, I could never have to worry about turning my shower on and water not coming out again. Mm. And I think that's, that's what I was running from. So maybe it wasn't even a self-awareness thing. It was just a desire of like, I don't want what they have. Man, that hits so home for me right now because I, that was really everything that I chased as a kid. Because it dawned on me one day, I was like, oh, the reason my life sucks, and obviously this isn't true, to capacity it is. The reason that my life sucks is because we're poor, because we have to take hot water baths from the sink that yep. we borrowed water from neighbor's house, because we have government food, because I'm on food stamps, because every single time I'm in school, they got to punch the little blue card. So everybody knows I can't afford to pay for my, and I remember being like this at 19 years old, I'm going to go at 18 years old, I'm going to go chase money. And I didn't have a marker of 10 grand. I wish I would because I would have made more money my first year, but I had a marker of $100,000 a year. And I was like, when I'm 21, that's the goal. And I, I did that and it didn't actually solve any problems, no. which was really <laughs> fascinating. Yes. And in fact, it, it pushed my brothers away because I did not like, I did the biggest mistake. I don't think I've ever said this on the show. The biggest mistake I've ever made with the money that I made a, a million dollars by the time I was 26 is I never gave anybody because the only thing I thought, Kyle, I was like, I'm going to go get this to make sure I'm good because here's the bad side of resiliency through trauma. You learn that you have to be massively hyper independent and self-sufficient. Thousand percent. I agree with you a thousand percent, dude. It's, um, and I, I even alluded to that a moment ago. It was like, I spent most of my child, my childhood just kind of being alone and being away. 
And it does, like, even as you grow up to be an adult, it, it messes with the wires in your brain. And it's like, I have to take care of me first. And by doing so, and especially chasing the dollar, you tend to forget about the other people around you. At least I did. And yeah, dude, I mean, it, it, I've cannibalized a marriage over it. I've cannibalized friendships over it, cannibalized family relationships over it. And, you know, it just, it's definitely not the ideal scenarios is chasing money all the time for sure. Yeah, it's not. And, you know, even that's a part of the work that I'm still doing in my, my own life is looking at it and, and now I'm, it's completely different, right? I mean, polar opposite. I, I take care of my family as much as I can. I take care of my friends. I'm a giver first. Cause I, I realized like there was a point where I'm like, I'm driving a $85,000 car. I've got the nicest clothes. I got the best condo in town. What the, f none of that stuff matters. Doesn't matter at all. Yeah. It, it doesn't dude. I remember, and you know, we're always still growing. We're always still learning. You know, we live in a, a decent, really nice house. Can't even say decent. Like compared to where I grew up, like we live in a baller house, <laughs> baller cars, right? But the, the, the level, like you, you start to, it's like getting fat, right? Like you just kind of slowly get there sometimes and you wake up one day and it's like, I have all this cool and you're still upset. You're still kind of bitter. You're still a little frustrated. And like, dude, I can go out and get my Audi right now and go zip around. Like 17 year old version of me would not believe the life I live today. Mm. And it's like, it's just that dynamic, but it's, we also kind of take it for granted. 33 year old me is pissed that I'm not living a different life. And it's like, I have, I have to find that balance even today of like, dude, I, I have it really well for where, where, especially for where I've came, where I've come from, but I have it really well overall. What would you, what would you reinforce into 17 year old you? I'm, I'm not asking the question, what would you tell yourself? Cause I yeah, yeah. think those questions are pointless. I'm asking, what would you reinforce that you were doing at 17 years old that has led you down the path? Like what were the positive aspects of the shifts in your life, moving out of that circumstance and that environment that you believe were cornerstones in creating who you are today? I would say the biggest thing for me was to never let off the gas of self-development. Um, I got dropped into the world of self-development at 17 years old, actually, um, just trying to figure this whole world out. And um, there was a season in my life where the, the, the work on myself, I just stopped doing for like five years and significantly slowed down any momentum that I had in my life at that time. Um, so I would have told myself back then, like, hey, even when you don't want to work on yourself and deal with your trauma and deal with your and see how things are, you have to do that or it will just, it'll just cannibalize all the momentum you, you've created up to whatever point that was. Why did you go to that answer? Um, I think because of the, from 17 to 24, I was hard into self-development and that was the time where I saw the biggest leaps in my life, 25 or 24 to 27, 28. Um, I went through a divorce. I stopped working on self-development. I got into drinking a lot and I, I started creating these bad habits that cannibalized my life, whether it was like not reading a book or not digging into things or, or, or drinking too much or chasing women too much or whatever it was. Whereas if I would have stayed plugged into self-development and what I was rooted in, it would it'd be a constant reminder for me for what I'm actually living for and my potential in my life, 
not just the season and feelings in the moment. And so I would say that that's that the four years where I didn't do it, I would have reinforced that at a young age to realize how important it actually was. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.